Even if we are struggling and even if we are doubting ourselves, we have the fortitude and the power to show up strong anyway. Regardless of the outcome, regardless of the result, regardless of the impact, you showed up and did the thing. When you take an action outside of your comfort zone, you stretch yourself, you do something that is new and hard and challenging and different. You have this sense of pride and this sense of ownership over your own path, and that really helps you grow your confidence. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jess. I am the host and creator of the Art of Speaking Up podcast. I used to have a career in the corporate space and I built a very successful career as a corporate executive. I started my career at McKinsey, a global management consulting firm, and then went into the more corporate space and worked my way up to an executive position and built a career I was super proud of. And I started this podcast years ago because of how much I struggled to build the confidence required to make those outcomes happen in my corporate career. When I was starting out my career and several years into my career, I had big struggles with imposter syndrome, finding my voice, feeling like I belonged, like I felt like I was not as smart as other people. I felt this sense of like, I shouldn't be here and I'm not as good, I'm not as worthy. And I started this podcast because I really felt like this wasn't being talked about in a big enough way or a transparent enough way. And I started this show both to encourage other women who might be really ambitious but struggling with the imposter syndrome, struggling to believe in themselves. I wanted to help you see and believe that you can do it, you are capable, you can build a career path you desire. And I also wanted to share what I learned along my journey because I feel like I took a little bit more time than necessary to figure out some of these things and to grow my confidence. And I didn't really realize how much power I had to change how confident I felt. It felt very out of my control. And when it comes to building confidence, even though it takes time and effort, it's something that we can choose to do. We aren't stuck in whatever default state we're in, And I started this show and then I eventually became a full-time podcaster and now I'm a full-time career coach because I wanted to share with you what I've learned in terms of speeding up the process of building confidence and learning to believe in yourself and work past some of the internal mindset barriers and imposter syndrome that is really keeping you from showing up as the biggest, fullest version of yourself. And today's episode is very much in line with that because I'm diving deep into mindset. I love mindset work, and I think it's so important that when we're doing professional development work that we are going beneath the surface 
And we're not just focusing on surface level tactical skills, but we're also complementing those tactical skills with deeper mindset work. Because truly, when you grow your belief in yourself, you strengthen your mindset, you strengthen your internal resilience, you are so much more effective in your role. And you pair that internal strength that you're building, that rock solid, unstoppable mindset, you pair that then with really strong execution skills, really strong communication skills, really strong leadership skills, and you become wildly effective because you have the confidence and strength that you need on the inside to be bold and courageous and show up and speak like a leader but you also have the skills to do that with a level of precision and finesse that makes you really effective and makes you look good. So I'm all about talking about both. I'm all about going beneath the surface into the mindset, and that is what we're doing today. We're talking about how to strengthen your mindset so that you can take powerful action that helps you grow your belief in yourself and your capabilities. I'm so excited for today's episode. I'm gonna be sharing a framework with you called Red Light, Yellow Light, Green Light, And it has been so helpful for me, and I hope it'll be so helpful for you too in getting yourself to take brave action. Because as I'm gonna be talking about, brave action is one of the biggest ways you build your confidence. When you take an action outside of your comfort zone, you stretch yourself, you do something that is new and hard and challenging and different, and you show the F up for it, and you show the F up for yourself, You have this sense of pride and this sense of ownership over your own path, and that really helps you grow your confidence. And so I want to give you a tool to help you do that. Before I dive in, I have an important, very time-sensitive update. As you know, I usually open doors to my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy, around this time of the year. And for this round, things are going to be a little bit different. So I want to make sure that you have all the information that you need for enrollment so that you have the opportunity to join the next cohort of this program. The Art of Speaking Up Academy is my group program where I support you through my curriculum that I have developed. I support you in growing your confidence and, like I mentioned before, really building that belief in yourself and also developing best-in-class communication skills so that you know how to communicate in a way that is clear, concise, effective, persuasive, and in a way that has people seeing you as a highly capable leader. Your communication is one of the most potent signals that you send out to leaders and people in positions of influence in your organization. It's one of the most potent signals that you sent out about how competent and capable you are. You want your communication to be as strong as possible so that you can send out a strong signal of your own competence. And you really want to be able to seize those opportunities where you're in forums and meetings and discussions with your boss, with leaders, with executives. You want to seize those opportunities as moments to stand out and make a solid impression. And to do that, You need to have rock-solid confidence in yourself because those situations can feel intimidating, so they require big confidence, and you have to have communication skills that are at the level of those audiences. And in the Art of Speaking Up Academy, I offer you both, and you go through the curriculum in a simple step-by-step way. I aim to make it very simple and streamlined, not difficult and complicated. I want it to feel bite-sized, I want it to feel seamless, I want it to feel smooth, because that is what sets you up for success at every step along the way. 
The Art of Speaking Up Academy is a bit different than other programs because it does go beyond the surface level communication skills and also into the deeper mindset work to help you feel more confident about yourself, to help you become more resilient in the face of challenges, and to help you believe more in yourself and your capabilities. Because having a strong, impressive voice is not just about having rock-solid communication skills and knowing how to communicate with leaders, but it's also about having really solid belief in yourself, and that's something that you get to work on in the Art of Speaking Up Academy. For this round of the Academy, I'm initially only opening enrollment to those on the Art of Speaking Up Academy waitlist. And I may not be opening enrollment more publicly on the podcast because last time I opened enrollment to the waitlist, there were no spots left after that. So what this means for you is that if you think you might even be interested, even if you're not sure, but if you might be interested in getting a spot in the next cohort of the Art of Speaking Up Academy, make sure you are on the wait list because then you will have the first opportunity and possibly the only opportunity to enroll in the next cohort. And I'm offering a really, really attractive bonus for those who do hop on the wait list and enroll during that initial enrollment period that I'm offering only to the wait list. So in addition to everything that you already get in the Art of Speaking Up Academy, you will get a full-length coaching session with me, and you will also get an invitation to a workshop where I will be teaching you exactly how to speak about your skill set. So when people ask you about yourself, why you're a fit for the role, why you should get this promotion, you are going to have a clear answer to that question that is easy to deliver that you feel really good about. I'm going to walk you through that, and you're going to come away with that deliverable from this workshop. So. If you want to make sure that you have a chance to get a spot in the next cohort, you want a full-length 50-minute one-on-one coaching session with me included in your enrollment, and you want an invite to a workshop where you're going to learn how to speak about your skill set in a way that is impactful for your audience as they are deciding whether they want to hire you or offer you that promotion, if you want all those things, make sure you are on the waitlist. Enrollment will be opening to the waitlist on November 1st. You can add yourself to the waitlist at jessgusetcoaching.com slash academy. It is a prerequisite for you to get access to those bonuses and possibly also for you to just get a spot in the cohort. I will drop the link below for you to add yourself. And with that, let's talk more about growing your belief in yourself and how to leverage the power of mindset work to make that happen. Like I said, I am all about mindset work. So what I want to talk about first is how the actions we take inform our perception of ourselves and how there is kind of like this infinite loop between the actions that we take and how we perceive ourselves. And that infinite loop informs our confidence. And I'm going to explain more about it. It's, it's very simple. It sounds complicated. It's not complicated at all. It's super simple. Then I'm going to get into the main focus of today's episode, which is all about how to get yourself to take scary action, to take some of those actions that you know you want to be taking, 
but that are feeling really difficult. For so many of you, that might look like there are certain meetings or discussions where you do not participate or you do not use your voice, or maybe you do, but you're not showing up as big as you could. You're not demonstrating as much leadership as you could, and you really need to be speaking up more frequently with more confidence and just more ownership and belief that your ideas and your thoughts and your contributions are rock solid. So that's the situation for some of you. Maybe for some of you, the action you want to take is to be more proactive in the way you execute your role and to be leaning in more when it comes to leading the various work streams that you have. Whatever it is, it's those actions that you know you would take if you were more confident, right? So if you think of, if I was more confident, then I would blank. Whatever goes in the blank for you, those are the stretchy actions that are actually going to help you build your confidence. Okay, so let's talk about why taking bold action helps you grow your confidence. So part of our confidence comes from how we understand ourselves. I like to use a term called self-concept. Our self-concept is our concept of who we are. It's how we think about and describe ourselves in our own minds. So kind of like, you know, when you see a photo of like a speaker and there's a little bio about them or a blurb about who they are. I think about our self-concept as it's sort of like the blurb that we have about ourselves in our own minds, right? So we're all walking around with some thoughts about who we are. And for a lot of us, and you might experience this too, we have a lot of negative things in that blurb. Like we can be really hard on ourselves and we can be really harsh and underestimate ourselves. And when we underestimate ourselves and we have negative thoughts about ourselves, it can really get in the way of us feeling confident and taking confident action. Now, one of the ways that we can strengthen our self-concept and have that little bio, that little blurb about who we think we are, be more positive, be more filled with all of our talents and all of the amazing things that we do. One hack, and I don't even know if I'd call it a hack, but one hack that we can deploy to do that is to take actions that are a stretch for us, to take actions that are bolder and braver than the actions we typically take. When we take those actions, we generate unarguable evidence of the type of person that we are. When you show up and you do something scary or you do something that's intimidating, regardless of the outcome, regardless of the result, regardless of the impact, you showed up and did the thing, right? Like you freaking showed up and took that action. And that knowledge, I showed up, I did it. That knowledge makes you feel more confident because it's a sentence that you add to the blurb, right? Like, oh, well, actually, yesterday, I did use my voice in that meeting. I did speak up in that conversation. I did advocate for my opinion when my boss was in the room and they had a differing opinion or whatever it is. You generate evidence that is difficult for your brain to argue against because you took a confident action. So as you take actions outside of your comfort zone, your confidence grows because you see this evidence of the woman you're being, the type of person that you're being. This is why 
it's so helpful and important to identify what those actions are. What actions does the confident version of you take? This is an exercise that you'll do if you join the Art of Speaking Up Academy. By the way, the first thing we do is we define what are called your U2.0 actions. So U2.0 is the version of you who's fearless, who's strong, who's confident. And one thing that I do with my clients and that you can also just do, but if you want to do it with me, come join the Art of Speaking Up Academy. But one thing that I do with my clients is figure out what are those actions. Let's get really clear on them so that we know what your focus is and we know what actions you're focused on taking so that you can grow. Now, this becomes a little bit of a catch-22 though, right? Because you can identify the actions that the confident version of you would take. Maybe she'd speak up more, maybe she'd be more vocal, maybe she'd speak with more certainty and confidence and gravitas. But the challenge is you need to be confident to take those actions. So the actions that will make you confident are the actions that require you to be confident to take them. So you see the catch-22, right? To take the actions that will make me confident, then I have to be confident. But to be confident, I have to take the actions. But to take the actions, I have to be confident. Oh my God, I'm confusing myself with this. But this is why growth is hard, right? Like this catch-22, this infinite loop is why growth is hard because we're trying to take an action that's a stretch for the current version of us, an action that's a stretch for who we are. Luckily, even though it's a catch-22, it's not one that is unsolvable. And in fact, one of the most powerful things that you can do to solve that catch-22, and something I mentioned that I am a big fan of, is mindset work. Mindset work is having a deeper awareness of your internal thoughts and emotions and learning to become internally very flexible so that when you're in those moments where you're having thoughts like, I can't do this, people don't like me, people are judging me, and maybe you're feeling emotions like fear or doubt or hesitation, mindset work means having the flexibility to notice when that's happening and to not let those thoughts and feelings prevent you from taking the actions that you know you want to take. Mindset work makes us more flexible. It makes us more resilient. It puts us in a position where even if we are struggling and even if we are doubting ourselves, we have the fortitude and the power to show up strong anyway. How freaking cool is that? I have chills just thinking about it, talking about it. How cool is it that even if we are struggling and even if something is really difficult for us, that doesn't have to limit us. Mindset work is the art of learning how to not let those things limit you. And it truly can make you feel so capable and so powerful as you see yourself pushing past obstacles and hard situations that used to stop you dead in your tracks. It is one of the most incredible experiences to see yourself be able to move through something that used to be a blocker for you. It's why I love this work so much. It's why I love coaching so much because I get to watch people do this. And while it's cool to watch people be successful, it's way cooler to watch people be successful at something they had previously struggled with. Like that is a hundred times more compelling to me. And that is what we're talking about in today's episode is how to show up powerful when things feel challenging. And by the way, what happens as you show up powerfully when things feel challenging 
is that those very same things start to feel less challenging over time. Because if you experience a challenge over and over and you move through that challenge successfully over and over, you will likely become much less afraid of that challenge over time. And that challenge eventually will go from feeling like a challenge to just being a regular thing that you do. And there are probably examples that you can think of of things that used to feel like a challenge to you that no longer do because you successfully completed them and navigated them enough times that you started to realize and it started to connect for you that it's not even really a challenge anymore. Mindset work helps you speed up that process. It helps you speed up the process of taking something from a challenge to something that you feel equipped to move through. Now, of course, it depends on how big or small the challenge is that is going to inform the timeline and what it looks like for you to be able to easily navigate that challenge. But mindset work is like putting your foot on the gas and accelerating that process and getting intentional about making that challenge feel more manageable to you over time. And this grows your confidence enormously. And so today we're talking about mindset work. We're talking about that extra ingredient that helps you break out of this catch-22 of like, I need to take confident actions, but in order to take those actions, I need to feel confident, but I don't feel confident. Mindset work can help you break out of that loop and take the action that felt too hard or too difficult or too scary. And I'm going to teach you a framework, like I said, called yellow light, red light, green light to help you take bold action. So first, I want to just explain at a high level where this framework comes from, because it's going to help you internalize what I'm sharing. So I have recently gone through a shift in my driving style. I'm so scared to share with you about my driving because I'm such a bad driver. So this feels very vulnerable for some reason. I'm not a good driver. I don't love it. It's not that I hate it, but I just... I don't see myself as someone who's a good driver. Also, I live in LA and there's just a lot of really dangerous drivers. So I kind of always have this fear like about that. And I feel like I have to be an even better driver to avoid the dangerous, scary drivers that there are so many of. Anyway, side tangent. But a change that recently happened with me, which I feel like is for sure connected to my own psychological growth and development But I used to be someone who slows down at yellow lights. So if I'm driving and I see that a light is yellow or turning yellow or about to turn yellow, my default was I slow down and I let it turn red. (laughs) And some people have gotten really mad at me for this reason and have honked at me a lot, but that used to be my driving style. I noticed, though, in the past few months, I don't know where this came from, but I suspect it's like an unconscious sort of thing that's happening as I'm growing and I'm becoming a more confident human and, you know, I'm on my own journey with all of these tools. But in the past few months, I completely switched. And now when a light is turning yellow, I go through the yellow light. I have pivoted from being someone who slows down at the yellow, waits for it to turn red and stops at the intersection to someone who doesn't do that. And what I've realized, which might be obvious to you all who are much more aggressive drivers, which is why I feel self-conscious sharing this because I am such a cautious driver. 
But what might feel very obvious to you is a little bit novel to me, which is that if you want to go through the yellow light, you have to speed up usually. So like when the yellow light comes, if you are not going to slow down and stop, you have to speed up to get through it before it turns red. And I personally find it interesting that with yellow lights, you have this binary choice. You can't continue to go at the pace you're going, typically. Typically, you have to either slow down or speed up. And what I noticed with myself is that as I learned to go through the yellow lights, y'all, like I'm in my mid to late 30s. So I guess it's taken me time to learn this. But hey, listen, we're all on our own timeline. Like I mentioned, every timeline is different. But anyway, as I was becoming more in the habit of just going through the yellow light, I could feel my old habit come back and part of me wanted to press the brakes and slow down for the yellow light. So sometimes I'm in this in-between place where my brain is like, slow down. And I'm like, no, but like I want to speed up because I want to make it through the yellow light. And I have to make a decision, right? Like the thing with yellow lights is you can't hesitate. You can't flip-flop. You can't go back and forth because you don't want to like slow down and then speed up and then end up going through it and then end up running a red light because you were like being indecisive and flip-flopping. You want to make that firm decision one way or the other. So I've had to learn to override that urge to slow down in this new phase of my more aggressive style of driving. If you are a slow driver, let me know. Shout out to the slow drivers. (laughs) I have made so many people annoyed by how cautious I am, but listen, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay. So anyway, I think about difficult, scary, uncomfortable, challenging situations as being like yellow lights. And what happens when you are in a situation that feels intimidating or overwhelming? Maybe it's a meeting where leaders are present. Maybe it's a meeting where you're not one of the more experienced people in the room. Maybe you feel self-conscious. I think about those as yellow lights. And the reason I think about them as yellow lights is because just like a yellow light, like you're either going to slow yourself all the way down and be quiet and hide and not speak and not contribute. Like you're probably either going to be really putting your foot on the brake or really putting your foot on the gas. Because with a difficult situation, if you don't really put your foot on the gas, it's going to be really hard for you to take the scary action. Just like it's hard to go through the yellow light without putting your foot on the gas. You have to accelerate so that you can get past it in time. Similarly, when you're in a situation that feels challenging, if you want to stretch yourself and take action, You can't just be in regular driving mode. You're going to have to put your foot on the gas and accelerate to get yourself through it. And with this framework, yellow light, red light, green light, it's a way to prepare yourself in advance of the situation so that you are prepared to quickly move through the yellow light before it turns red and successfully cross the intersection and so you don't flip-flop in a way that causes you to accidentally run a red light. Because as we know, to move through a yellow light and to take action in a situation that feels intimidating, we have to be pretty committed. We have to put our foot on the gas and do it. If we flip-flop or if we hesitate too much, it's not going to turn out the way that we want to. So yellow light, red light, green light helps you plan in advance. So here's how you want to use this framework. First, you want to figure out what your yellow lights are. What are the situations where it feels 
difficult for you to take brave, confident action? What are all of the different yellow lights? You want to have a sense of what they are. For purposes of like making this very actionable and bite size, I suggest you pick one to use as you're listening to this episode as an example. So let's pick the yellow light of you are in a discussion with leaders and executives and you don't feel totally comfortable. It still feels a little bit intimidating, but you know that they need to hear from you and they need to hear your thoughts and you need to be a part of that conversation. So let's say that your yellow light is a monthly meeting with some of those leaders. Okay, great. So you know that. The next thing you want to identify are all of your red light thoughts and feelings. So when you proverbially slow down or get quiet in the meeting, it's often happening as a result of certain thoughts and feelings that you are experiencing. You want to identify what those are. What thoughts are you thinking when you're in that meeting and what feelings are you feeling? So for example, maybe you're thinking, I don't know as much as they do. Maybe you're thinking, I don't want to look stupid. Maybe you're thinking, I don't want them to think that I don't know what I'm talking about. Those would be an example of some of your red light thoughts. You also might be experiencing feelings. You might be experiencing feelings like fear, doubt, anxiousness. Those are examples of red light feelings. Those red light thoughts and feelings, the I'm not good enough and the doubt and the fear Those are all contributing to the result of you putting your foot on the brakes and slowing down in front of the yellow light. You are not crossing the intersection. Those are thoughts that cause you to move your foot onto the brake and slow yourself down and stay quiet. Now, just like with crossing an intersection, if we want to make it through the yellow light, we have to put our foot on the gas. So the final part of the framework is identifying your green light thoughts and feelings that are going to help you put your foot on the gas to take action in that yellow light situation, even if it feels difficult. This helps you because when you plan ahead, you can anticipate for the red light thoughts and feelings that are going to slow you down And when you know they're coming and when you have a plan for how you're going to respond to them internally, you have a mindset plan for how you're going to handle that obstacle, you are going to be more likely to be able to put your foot on the gas and move through the intersection. So you want to identify green light thoughts and feelings that are believable to you. This is so important. Your green light thoughts are thoughts that help you put your foot on the gas and take powerful action. Now, where some people get stuck on this is they kind of go down the route of affirmations. I'm amazing. I am confident. I am blah, blah, blah. They come up with affirmations and the affirmations aren't working. Part of the reason that that happens often, not always, but often is because you don't actually believe those thoughts. Like You don't believe that you're confident. You don't believe that you have what it takes. When you're in that moment of feeling doubtful and feeling hesitant, you don't believe in those positive affirmations. So it's like they bounce right out of your brain. You want to identify green light thoughts that are true, that are actually true and that are believable to you. So an example of a green light thought 
that is true and believable and could help you put your foot on the gas and take brave action in that scary situation and use your voice in that conversation or meeting. An example of a green light thought would be, I want to help. Most of my clients can get on board with that thought very easily. I want to help. They don't have to argue with themselves about it. They don't have to convince themselves of it. They genuinely want to help. And so that is a useful thought that can help you get through the green light. Another one is, I can do hard things. That is way more believable than I'm amazing, I'm the best, right? Those amazing, I'm the best type of thoughts and affirmations are are hard to wrap our minds around. But have you done hard things? Can you do hard things? That is so much easier, right? Another really good one that is so powerful is I have done harder things before. Often when you're struggling in a situation, you're forgetting all the times in your life where you've done really hard things, things that are way more difficult than that meeting, that difficult work situation. You're forgetting about those. And when you remind yourself of that in the moment, it can help you feel courageous and determined to speak up and use your voice and stretch yourself. So those are examples of green light thoughts. I want to help. I am capable of doing hard things. I've done harder things. Those feel real. Or if those don't feel real to you, you want to find the ones that do. You want to find the ones that you're like, this is true. And this helps me remember that I can handle this. And this helps me put my foot on the gas. So those are examples of green light thoughts. And they're called green lights because they give you a green light to put your foot on the gas and go through the yellow light. So those are examples of green light thoughts. Green light feelings. Ah, this is where people get stuck too. Because a lot of people think that to take confident action, you have to feel amazing inside. And this isn't true. There are so many green light feelings that are useful that don't require you to feel like unicorns and butterflies and daisies. So here are some examples of green light feelings that can help you take powerful action in difficult situations. One example is determination. You don't need to feel amazing. You don't need to feel ready. But if you feel determined, that will help you put your foot on the gas. Another example is gritty, feeling like you have the ability to do hard things. Another example is resourceful, feeling like you'll figure out a way through it. Those feelings like determined, gritty, resourceful, those are all feelings that are often more accessible in moments where you are feeling challenged. And often people try to reach for feelings that are inaccessible in the moment where they feel challenged. They try to reach for feeling good, amazing, happy, positive. That might not be possible. You want to set yourself up with green light thoughts and green light feelings that are accessible to you in the heat of the moment. That is how you set yourself up for success. And what's so powerful about this is it allows you to plan for this and do this thinking in advance so that when you're in those situations, you are ready. You know what the yellow light is going to be. You know what red light thoughts are going to come up. You know what green light thoughts are going to help you get through the intersection and take powerful action. And you don't need to be perfect at this. You practice it and you give it your best every time. Maybe you don't have a 100% success rate, But even if you start doing it one out of 10 times, that becomes two out of 10 times, that becomes three out of 10 times. And before you know it, you've changed your habit. Before you know it, you've learned how to have a voice in these meetings because you were willing to slow down, 
map this out, do this work, give it your best in the moment, allow yourself to fail, allow yourself to be imperfect and messy, keep going, keep picking yourself up, trust the process. And you did that for long enough and with enough trust in yourself and enough optimism to see yourself through to the other side and experience lasting change. It is truly remarkable and awe-inspiring to think about what is possible and what you are capable of doing when you truly give yourself the space to do the mindset work, to map out your intentions in advance, and to stick with your process long enough to see lasting change. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you found it really, really helpful. And I want to invite you to do more of this mindset work in a deeper way, in a more systematic way with me inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. As a coach and as someone who has guided so many women through the process of growing their confidence and developing a voice and communication style that helped them achieve really big success in their careers, I know firsthand how powerful this mindset work is and how much more powerful it becomes when you commit to it more deeply and you have a process that takes you far deeper into your own mindset work than just a single podcast episode can. That is what the Art of Speaking Up Academy curriculum is built to do. It is built to immerse you in this work so that you can stay in it long enough to experience lasting shifts and change that help you further your career. As a reminder, if you want the first opportunity to get a spot in the next cohort and you want to get a bonus one-on-one session with me and a bonus workshop on how to speak about your skill sets and strengths so that you can make a strong impression when you're doing job interviews or having promotion conversations, you must add yourself to the waitlist by going to jessicasatcoaching.com slash academy and adding yourself to the waitlist. I hope I get to meet you inside. Thank you for listening to today's episode and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.